Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Welcome! Life is hard. Welcome to now, the see, Life I just blew it out of the water right off the bat. I you, totally shot the levels through the roof. You did? Welcome to Life is Hard podcast, anyway. Stop shooting your levels. I know. Well, it's better than shooting... Other you're, patrons at a nightclub, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Club, yeah. Well, but if you're an FBI agent, you're trained in that sort of thing. So, You're trained on how to shoot people at the club? Apparently. I mean, he's a highly trained individual, right? He's he's highly trained. Cream of the crop. Best of the best. If sir. you guys missed last week's podcast, we talked about the likelihood that a teacher would be effective with a firearm, given that police officers... <laughs> can only hit their target at best 48% of the time. That's the best. They, they range downward from there. So this past week we had an FBI agent who was dancing at a club and was pretty impressive dancing, i got to say. He did like a backflip, but when he did a backflip, his pistol fell out of its holster onto the floor, and when he went to pick it up, he shot somebody. Don't the holsters have... Yes. Buckles. Yes. The they have. They have things snap to it hold together. the gun in the holster. Yes. This, even if you're upside down. I'm sure that the investigation and he's going to get questioned on all these things. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're running, Jeez. it has the same effect. You could bounce your pistol out of your holster if you're running, and if you're chasing somebody, the last thing you want to do is lose your gun. Right. If you're doing a backflip, please make sure your gun is holstered properly. I don't know why in the world you're doing a backflip with a gun. That's just I, I have a fanny pack that I carry my phone in, and I have to take that off to, like, drive. You can't tell me that a, doing a backflip, you know, having a gun on a holster is conducive to doing a backflip, that it doesn't get in the way. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, although for me the bigger picture is you've got trained individuals who are supposedly trained in gun handling, gun safety, you know, all these things, and yet they make these mistakes. I mean, it was an honest mistake. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying the guy intentionally shot anybody. It was an honest mistake. However, if you have him making these kind of mistakes, and now you want everybody to be carrying guns, imagine the chaos. Oh, yeah. You know, just to me, it's like, no, this is not the answer. We don't just arm everybody and say, oh, we'll be safer because everybody's carrying a gun. Exactly. You're going to have a bunch of lunatics with accidents, a bunch of accident-prone lunatics with firearms. Yeah, or just hapless individuals who just aren't, right. aren't trained, aren't, aren't thinking about the fact that they're carrying a gun and they're doing something that's going to cause that, that firearm to get knocked out of its holster or discharge. And then the other thing is, by the way, that gun had to have had a round chambered in order to right. have gone off which is generally considered bad form, why would you have a round in the chamber if you're not planning on using your gun? I mean, if you're going into a situation, you chamber a round, but if you're at a, at a club, no. Sorry. That's, to me, in my opinion, that is dangerous and, and unnecessary. Well, and that brings the whole thing into question, because if you don't have a round chambered and some crazy person walks in there with a semi-automatic, you know, well, rifle or whatever and start shooting up the place. You, now you got to chamber your, uh, I don't It takes know one second. To, you, you pull okay. the slide yeah. back and release it. That's, to me, that's a small price to pay 
to be carrying a firearm that cannot accidentally discharge. Because keep in mind that that firearm could just as easily have accidentally discharged in the holster and shot him in the ass. Um, yeah, which that may, would have been a better story. Well, yeah, but the problem is that, I mean, a lot of times that close, it could be lethal anyway. So, you know. So I, the person that he shot, did they die? No, no, but they weren't. They were in pretty serious condition. I mean, they got shot in the leg, and, you know, you've got arteries. and Gunshot right. wounds are never trivial. You know, everybody, we've watched too many movies where people get shot three times, and they're talking to their buddy going, yeah, I'll be fine. Just give me a couple minutes, you know. Right. It isn't like that. You know, uh, a gunshot wound is a traumatic wound. It does a lot of trauma damage. If you ever, um, if you haven't seen it and anybody wants to check it out, you should see the video where the guy shoots the apple. In slow motion, super slow motion. You see what happens to the apple because the bullet the computer? goes. Through, sorry, the computer. Um, no, no, that's another thing. But the but anyway, somebody just shoots. No, no, that's the. I yeah, was we, being hilarious because you said apple. See. Oh, oh. Well, actually, See, there's. Don't forget, we're supposed to be funny. We're covering another thing tonight that actually is right along the line. We could segue, except I'm not done yet. No, that this <laughs> this video where the guy puts a bullet through an apple. The, the bullet comes out the other side of the apple before the apple just explodes. Because right, the, apple, the fruit. Yes, a fruit. Yes, okay. and, and so the, the apple just, you know, just explodes because of the, the uh, force. I mean, this bullet creates a shock wave as it goes through. And I guess my point is that a, a bullet does a lot of damage. It doesn't just make a little hole. Right. Anyway, so enough about that boring stuff. But, but back to the point about shooting an apple, there's a... A video online where a guy, an artist, decided to uh, hook up a um, a little mechanical solenoid release on a uh, on a gun. So he he has a an echo or something like an echo attached to a light switch, one of those remote controlled light switches, right? So you can tell the the echo to turn the light off or whatever. Um, and that's attached to a, a solenoid. So, so when you tell it the the echo to fire the gun, he actually has it programmed. So you say fire the gun. It switches on this particular light switch, which clicks on the solenoid, which pulls the trigger on a firearm. Okay. So uh, his his point was this is how easy it is to hook an AI up to a gun. Like I can do this. I'm just an artist. I just basically use some string and a solenoid and a couple things, and I program my echo to say fire the gun so now he could in theory have a gun mounted somewhere anywhere and he could be anywhere as long as he has access through the internet to this thing and say wow so like you could be on vacation and when your uh, adt or whatever alerts you that there's an intruder in the house you just have the pistol in the corner and fucking shoot him in the head you could go one step further and just have when the intruder alert goes off you could have the gun fire itself. just fire <laughs> at whoever yeah, yeah. it's and, your neighbor bringing you cookies yeah well and that's the danger but the point is that anybody could could do this and if you take it one step further you could i mean the sky is the limit on what you could be doing with this sort of technology we've essentially we've got the technology now with the AI and with all these things to basically put uh, an AI in control of a weapon and potentially have the AI kill somebody, and we would be like, well, 
I didn't really mean for that to happen. I just set this thing up and told the AI that under these circumstances, I want you to shoot the gun. And the AI says, oh, okay. You know. Right. And then, and, and eventually you're going to have, you know, who's accountable. Because if the person who puts the AI in charge of the weapon is not really the person that's making the decision, are they still liable for when the AI decides that it's going to shoot? Well, and potentially somebody could have hacked the AI. Um, True, it could have been an un- unintended, uh, you know, thing. And that's this gets really great. I'm, I would personally just say, if you're the one who attached the AI to the gun, you're responsible for anything that happens related to that firearm killing somebody or wounding somebody. But I don't know if the law would see it the same way. Well, and it, you know, I mean, you keep going one step further, but at some point. An AI will attach itself to a gun because of a certain instruction. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? so we, then you remove that step that says, "Oh, well, you're the guy that programmed an AI to, you know, shoot." Or no, I didn't do it; it did it itself. Right. And since we're talking about AI, let's just do a quick. We have a science segment tonight because you know we usually do science segments, and this is going to be a rather brief one because. Um, the question came to my mind when I was reading about the volcanic eruption in Guatemala having an ongoing eruption in Hawaii. I don't know if everybody is following these eruptions, but we have two eruptions. We had a major eruption in Guatemala recently, and we have an ongoing eruption that's been going on for weeks in Hawaii. Um, I, I suspect that some people are asking themselves, are these two events related? Is there any like trend towards like having volcanic eruptions all around the world to start happening, right? Are these two events related? Yes, that's the question. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. The answer Do my is best. the answer is <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, such a disappointment. And that's the science segment for tonight. Okay, so we're finished <laughs> with that. Awesome. That was my favorite part so far. What could you possibly follow that up with? Sex robots. Oh, that's even better. It's getting better all the time. Yes, apparently there's there was a discussion in the news and in the in the um, well, I don't know if I'd say in the news among academics, medical experts, psychologists, whatever, about whether or not sex robots are good for us or bad for us. Okay, I'm buying in. Yeah, and um, and it's interesting when you read the arguments on both sides. Some people are like, "Hey, if you can have a, a sex robot and you're uh, someone who maybe has a high libido or can't find a partner or you're inclined to rape people that's part of the de- the debate by the way is whether you know how does this right it's just like this the old porn debate it's yeah you know do, do people use that in place of where they would otherwise aggress or transgress or whatever or does the porn encourage them yeah exactly yeah yes. and and by the way there is no evidence to suggest either way and the so it's kind of like the uh, volcano question Exactly, and the, we well, the no end idea. of the, the end of the article on the sex robots. This is a spoiler. Cover your ears. You want the spoiler? Um, la 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 la. If it, I cover my ears, I can't have, hear. They have no idea. They really don't know. There is no. There have been no studies. There really can be no studies because there aren't enough sex robots out there. But they're saying that they need to do studies and find out if these things are positive or negative. But it's interesting. The debate's still interesting because apparently Japan has pedophile. Uh, sex robots. They have chil- well. You can you can specify the age you want the robot 
to to look like or whatever. I mean, they've yeah, gotten okay. pretty detailed. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, that's where it gets a little you know weird because I'm kind of like, well, if somebody wants to spend five thousand dollars, and by the way, that's the low end of sex robots. Think of a five to fifty thousand dollars. There's a price range. If somebody wants to spend that kind of money on a sex robot, I'm kind of like, whatever, knock yourself out. If that if that turns you on, if you're excited about fucking a machine, I don't care. However, when you start talking about making sex robots that resemble children, now I'm kind of a little, yeah, yeah, kind of like, gives me, raises the hackles on the back of my neck a little. So, which, yeah. re- which reminds me, this uh, past week, my uncle, the uncle that I told you about that was in prison for, <laughs> for, nepoti- oh. for nepotism, I mean, I mean, it wasn't nepotism, sorry, narcolepsy. I'm sketchy of the, the segue. So far, you know, speaking of yeah. having sex with robot children, my uncle. Right. Well, that's what, yeah, it might, <laughs> there's there's a relationship here. I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, there's, there's, there's an association <laughs> in my brain anyway. Yeah, this is the one that went to prison for narcolepsy. Um, gotcha. But he or died. Falling asleep. He died. And, uh, and, and it's, it was strange because they found him in the fecal position. <laughs> So I'm telling you, my family is just out there. Yeah, uh, you should you should divorce them. Well, I I sort of already em- did, but yeah, em- emancipate yourself. Run away, run away. I'm going to um yeah oh oh, oh one more thing because because there was uh, I'm almost done actually but there's there was there's something in the it news. can't be done yet we have plenty more show to go you're <laughs> gonna have to make stuff up <laughs> you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to bring something up um, or we'll have to go back and beat one of these horses a little more but um, but there was a, a thing they announced a game uh, it never actually made it because like the next week they canceled it uh, on account of the backlash but you can imagine that why they got the backlash this game was a school shooter game you could, it was a first person shooter game and you could be a school shooter you could also be a SWAT team member who stopped the school shooter but you, one of your options was to be a school shooter so you could go into your favorite school and shoot all your classmates oh yeah well I mean so here you're right back to the uh, sex robot debate yeah it's the right, same exactly same thing you know so like by playing a video game where you get to simulate shooting up the school does that make you feel better and now you're okay and nobody really got hurt? Or is that encouraging you, you know, is it t- or worse even like teaching you how, you know. Yeah, are you getting to practice? Right, and you know, and getting to figure out strategy and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if, if, if you want an answer to the question how I feel about that, I actually think that sometimes being able to act these things out could get it out of your system. But I also know... As far as developing a strategy, if you're like I am, which I don't know if these shooters are, you've developed a strategy for things that you're never even going to do. Like I've, I've thought like when I hear about a school shooting and they talk about, you know, they've got armed resource officers to protect the students or whatever. I immediately, um, sorry about my dog; she's having a conniption. Yeah, I hear. I, I immediately go to, if I were a school shooter. The first person I would shoot would be the resource officer, because well, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that you know, in terms of developing a strategy, I don't think you need a game. I think if you're the kind of person who just goes, okay, they're going to have an armed person, and he's the only one who's going to be able to to really do anything to stop me, 
before I reveal what my plan is, before I go shooting and have him go, oh, well, sure. Okay. A broad strategy, you know, sure. Yeah. Shoot the resource officer is a kind of a broad strategy, but the gameplay could introduce, you know, well, the resource officer is here, you know, this time, but next time he's over here. And now I know what to do in the event that he's here or he's there or, yeah. you know, yeah, well, in the event that this happens and this, I've, I've built like, experience in dealing with these variables that I'm, that I'm going to come across and not only, you know, have I seen these variables happen, but I've been able to strategize those particular things that I never would have been able to foresee or think about just doing it in the abstract. Right. And I've actually had a practice run at it. I've actually been able to practice over and over again to get it right. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of scary, but again, there's still the argument of do video games actually cause people to act out? We've, you know, they've been, we've had violent video games for decades now, and nobody's ever really drawn any conclusions um, on that. I personally the, think violent video games are not helpful. That would be a big part of the difference to me, though, because in, in relation to this game versus the sex robots, because the sex robots... You know, if if you're using the sex robots and and still having the proclivity to do this in real life, you're not gaining any advantage in getting away with it or whatever in real life by using the sex robots. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's you're just having sex with sex robots, but it doesn't there's no you know, escaping the authorities or or whatever. Whereas in this game scenario, uh, and I don't know the game. You know, I well, I they no never got the to release entails. it, thankfully, because it, okay, it but yeah, you know. but in my mind, potentially the game could. You know, it, it's like any first-person shooter game. Yeah, well, I, I the would fact imagine that you could, where all these scenarios happen. Yeah, and you have to figure it out you know the fact that you have the option of being a SWAT team member who goes in to stop the school shooter means that they carry through with the whole you go in and shoot people the cops show up you can you could like you say you could actually practice your strategy and work out and by the way the military uses these types of simulations for training so you have to you know concede that there is training value in these things right which would make that awful dangerous i mean i i my point is, I see that as a clear difference between the debate over whether sex robots help or hinder or neutral, even though we don't have enough studies and data, versus a game like this, whether it helps or hinders or neutral. It's got to be, a game like that has to be bad for the end result you know, that we want. <laughs> yeah. I'm super neutral on sex robots. I mean, they're not really, to me, they're not really here yet, not in the mainstream. Um, they're, but they're coming. Yeah. And actually they suggested that something was a joke. In, in this article. That yeah. was hilarious. Come I don't on, think, now. I don't think they actually come, but yeah. You know. I'm, but still, <laughs> that was come funny. on. I'm sorry. My thought, my brain was on this other train of thought because they were talking about uh, the possibility that there would be brothels 
where you would go in and basically pay to use a sex robot like you would pay to use a prostitute, a human prostitute. Right. And that way you don't have to buy the thing, which would make it accessible to more people. But they said this would cut down on sex trafficking because we would no longer need human sex workers if we could replace them with robots. And that I thought was a valid argument. I mean, I don't know if if it's going to happen in our lifetime. Uh, I guess it depends on how good the robots are. Yeah. How how lifelike, how successful they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to have sex with one to to give you an opinion about that, and I'm, it's probably not in the cards for me. So. Yeah, that should definitely happen on the podcast one of these times. That, you know what? I'm going to make a note of that. We're going to set that up the first chance I get. I'm going to be <laughs> here at my desk in my office on the floor. Banging a sex robot, giving you a blow-by-blow review of what I think of how this goes. <laughs> the Amazon rating, you yeah. you buy the buy the sex robot from Amazon, you know, and then give it the you know give it the, the four review. stars. Yes, like like I've seen you know reviews for uh, guitar pedals and stuff that I buy you know yeah. and like well I used it in this mode and this mode and it worked pretty well but this mode you know it wasn't all that was cracked up to be and you can have you seen the reviews where people make like like they just make silly um, Jason wrote a review <laughs> where I saw his yeah yes. yeah where he said it wasn't bulletproof mm-hmm. yeah I love the some hilarious that was stuff. for uh, what was that for I don't know. It was some electronics thing. I just remember that. Right. It's it yeah. something not designed to be bulletproof right. at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you ever... shoot it, it doesn't work. Send it back. Yeah. Well, I can imagine, you know, the sex bot, you, you only gave it three stars because it was really good up in the point where you orgasm, then you got electrocuted, you know. Or well, yeah. That would be that shot. would be one, one star if yeah. I got electrocuted. <laughs> it depends on what you're into, I guess. Well, yeah. But it shouldn't I do guess. it when you orgasm. It should do it. Well, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, um, on a related note to the school shootings thing, there was actually something in the news, and I did not make a note in my list of URLs here, but there was something in the news where somebody suggested that they use these air cannons to blast through the wall. So if you've got students who are holed up in a classroom because a shooter is in the hallway and they they have no way out, the police can come up to this wall with this air cannon and fire like a a water bottle into the wall and it'll blow a hole in the wall supposedly without injuring any of the students inside. Um, I'm in order to get them out in order to blow. Yeah. In order to give them an, an exit an egress. Yeah. So I'm skeptical about this because I'm skeptical about whether or not you're going to be able to blow a hole in the wall without hurting anybody inside. Um, Right. So, so wait a second. So you're talking about trained officers (laughs) Right. <laughs> who, who, who have a success rate of hitting their target of 48%. <laughs> well, they'd be putting the cannon pretty close to the wall. But, but <laughs> no, I have other concerns. One of them being that if you give the police this cannon, they're going to use it for other things. Okay, they're going to Oh, be, absolutely. Yeah, and and by the way, they don't have to fire a water bottle out of it. They can fire anything out of it. They could fire, you know, a cannonball or an explosive ordnance or I mean, I'd be concerned about what the cops would do with it. And, of course, we also have the accuracy thing. But it's interesting. The reason this was really – the article when I read it was really interesting is they brought up your point from our discussion about school shootings a long time ago. Um, They said 
giving cops another way to evacuate students during a school shooting is missing the whole point. We're trying to prevent the school shootings in the first place. Right. Um, I said that. Damn, I'm smart. Yeah, you were talking about them training the kids and how to respond to a school shooting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to keep Instead the, of training people to stop the school shooting from happening. Yeah, they said, we're trying to keep your kids safe, so we're going to teach them how to evacuate in the event of a school shooting. Correct, yes. Yeah, so I remember that discussion. I don't know if that one ever made the air. We might have Well, nobody would have listened regardless. to it anyway. But the point That's is true. we had discussed yeah. it before, yeah. That is true, yes. All right, so let's do some sighing. We have to have our sigh segment oh, kind of cleanse the palate here. Did you miss it? <sighs> I got a feeling you'll notice that I've sighed several times in this episode. Well, maybe you have. That's fine. I sigh a lot. I just, wa- I just wanted to, to, to cleanse our little palate before <sighs> we, get, we get into our final topic, right, which has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, unsurprisingly, but it does have to do with the last episode in which you cruelly introduced the topic of cockroach milk without explaining oh. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. It's a new superfood. Just dropped it in there like we all knew what was going on and then it, it then it left just as quickly. So so have the floor for cockroach milk and edu educate me. Oh, I think it's a pretty short thing. Um, basically they don't really know a lot about cockroach milk, but there is a special cockroach well, who, hang on. How Okay. How is there even cockroach milk to begin with? Well, it's because there is a specific cockroach that doesn't exist in the United States. It exists like in Australia, I think. Every, so, everything so hold on. So uh, I have questions. I'm right? getting so, to this. That, I know, but so you're – so the before we even find out about cockroach milk, I have to believe or I am understanding from you that even a cockroach has different kind of – species of cockroach oh yeah absolutely there's all different kinds of cockroach all right yeah well that's disgusting in itself and they vary a lot because in this case it's a cockroach that actually gives birth to live young versus laying eggs so it's a mammal it's a cockroach mammal it's not a mammal but it's still an insect but it has this weird deviation from from normal cockroaches and uh anyway yeah since it gives birth to live young it actually has milk producing uh, glands or whatever where it can produce milk for its young. And that's and who the hell figured this out? Well, I don't know. I don't think that was so hard to figure out. I mean, you could probably put it under, under a magnifying glass and see that it's, you know, nursing its young. But, <laughs> that it's breastfeeding. But I want to know who decided that we should try drinking its milk. <laughs> the same people that are even looking to find this stuff. Who looks at a cockroach and says, wow, that's cool. I want to investigate that. Well, I guess they wanted to check to see the composition of the milk, and they discovered that the milk has four times the protein of cow's milk. And so, gee, if we could just harvest enough cockroach milk to drink, you know, for a person to drink, it would be really healthy. But I'm so now they have cockroach farms. Apparently, yes, yeah. If this is ever going to become a commercial product, they're going to have to have. I can't imagine how many cockroaches you have to milk to get a, a glass of milk. And then the activists are going to campaign for cockroach rights, and we need to have free-range cockroaches. And then we'll have to, you know, get all organic cockroach milk with free-range cockroaches that cost five times more than regular cockroach milk. 
This is getting crazy. Now, I think the guy that decided we should drink this is the same. Well, no, I'm sorry. He's the great, great, great grandson of the guy who decided to try eating oysters. Why? What are oysters? Sounds normal to me. Is that because I'm jaded? Have you looked at an oyster? I mean, really, like if you had never heard of eating oysters, if oysters didn't exist in in your world, I keep hitting my microphone. Um, would you actually pick up this thing, open it up, and swallow this bit of gooey mass? Uh, probably not, based on that description. But I don't know. I mean, I was a kid, and somebody said, "Here, eat this." And I tried it, and if it had enough hot sauce on it, it was good. Well, yeah, and you also have them lightly steamed by then. Probably you're not eating them raw. But I don't. I don't go out of my way to eat them now. I, I'm just saying that there's a certain kind of person who goes, "Hey, I wonder what this tastes like," and you know, it's like a ball of snot. And in this case, and that's the same asshole that's going to make us drink cockroach milk. Who thought of even the idea of drinking cockroach milk? I mean, come on. So, yeah, well, we could end on another – well, no, it's too too controversial. I, we'd want to talk about it for a while. There's, I don't know if you guys saw – see, I, I end these episodes with something where we don't talk about it. But I don't know if you saw in the news that the jury awarded a family four cents for the death of their father uh, – well, husband, father. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, well, maybe we'll bring it up next week because we're out of time. <laughs> that was so disappointing. Yeah, well, I mean, look it up. We need to give some homework to our listeners. They need to have something to do between episodes. We're only on once a week. Well, you know what we could do instead? We we could, in, instead of saying, oh, well, I'm going to bring this up and then we don't have time to talk about it, we'll just do like a little epilogue. Like, on the next episode of the Life is Hard podcast, we'll discuss a four the cent four cent jury payout. award. Right. Yeah, of which the lawyer gets... Two or three, so well, probably two. <laughs> right, it was what forty percent. Yeah, is that what we decided last time? I think that's the going. Yeah, about forty percent. Some somehow we have to organize these things better. Maybe we'll do like a retrospective, uh, you know, or a remix of Life Is Hard podcasts, where in one episode we discuss the eight million dollar. Uh, jury award that mm-hmm. will never get paid to the person because the uh well was it eight million no it was a billion wasn't it yeah it was like a billion it was some ridiculous there was there was a, a billion company. that would never get paid because the small company wasn't worth it and the lawyer would soak up all of what they had there was eight million for the lady that was accused of stealing six hundred dollars falsely and fired for well it. she'll probably get paid because that was uh chipotle Right, I know, but it's still a it's it's yeah. still a jury award, and now we have a jury award for four cents. So we need to like remix the podcast to where we have the jury award for the billion, jury award for eight billion, jury award for four cents. Yeah, because this this uh, four cent jury award goes back to a black person who was shot in twenty fourteen, and there's some details I'd like to get into. So in our next podcast, in the next episode, we will of discuss. The Life is our podcast. Uh, St. Lucie County Sheriff's Department shooting, um, what, Gregory Vaughn Hill. Well, we better make a note of that so we don't forget. Yeah, okay. It's in my notes. It's in your notes. That's all that matters. If it's in your notes, it will be done. And henceforth... I would like to leave leave this with a question for our audience, and they should leave a message, a comment, or something, and let us know if they want us to be more organized or if they prefer the format where we just bounce all over the place and 
go off on tangents and maybe never actually get back to the original point. All right, sounds fair enough. Life is hard. But don't forget, life but it is could hard. Be worse. Life is yeah, hard. Yeah, it's in the name. But it, it could, could be, be worse. worse. Life That's is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard.